Okay, Luke, welcome back. We're in the With Joby podcast, last of our little episodes on Peter Till. And I'd like to ask you, Luke, would you love it if I gave you $100,000 for the next year or two to go and pursue your own ideas? Would that be something you'd like or not like? Sounds good to me, Joe. <laughs> Sounds good to you. Where, where's the catch? Where's the catch? Yeah, what, what it's, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, there's no catch. This is something that not many people get to do. But if you're lucky enough to get one of the Till Fellowships every year, I'm pretty sure it's annual. This, that's what you get. 100 grand. But one of the conditions is you have to quit college. Wow. Or defer for a year to go and do it. This is what I want to talk about today because Till is not just uh, someone who has a few fiery comments in YouTube videos. He's actually created something, him and I'm sure other people, but certainly he's the leader of it. So this is a quote from their website. College can be good for learning about what's been done before. Builds very much on yesterday's episode on zero to one. But it can also discourage you from doing something new. Each of our fellows charts a unique course. Together, they have proven that young people can succeed by thinking for themselves instead of following a traditional track and competing on old career tracks. Phenomenal. It's gold. It sums so much up there. But it's just the institutions we have are not about creating innovation. No way. Right. So this is like examples of things that are out there. And this is obviously a pretty important example of one. The hardest thing about being a young entrepreneur, this is also from the website. The hardest thing about being a young entrepreneur is that you haven't met everyone you'll need to know to make your venture succeed. We can help connect you to investors, partners, prospective customers in Silicon Valley and beyond. So you take a step back for now while I froth on this so much. Obviously it's the big concept of constant student. Like <laughs> you need people more than any of the other stuff. <laughs> right? One of the biggest problems you have that you don't know you have right now, usually is that you haven't met the right people yet. You've been so conditioned to seek information and answers and stuff like that. Really, if you know people who can help you get your own idea up and running or get you a job or who challenge you and, you know, sometimes maybe it's a bit intangible, mentors, things like that, those things move the needle uh, more than a line you read in a book usually. And so this, this is the point. If you can tap into the networks, most of your problems are just gone. Right? So this is the concept of the Teal Fellowship. If you get one of the fellowships, you get put in that environment. So I think the big point, why, all right, so I'm going to unpack today why I think this is pretty cool. And Luke, you can jump in with any thoughts or questions. So don't be shy at any point. The opportunity cost of college, university for entrepreneurial and innovative young people. And I think it's not something you're born with being entrepreneurial and innovative. It's a, it's a choice. It's if you're a curious person, because once you're curious, you start to see things. And once you see things, you see the gap between the way things should be and the way they are now. And then you have the urge to fill that gap. So I, I see this with a lot of young people who have that spirit. And we've talked about it in the last couple of episodes. Sometimes the reason they're at college or university is not clear to them. They have an itch for more. They don't want the conventional sort of path. They might have outgrown what they're doing, but they don't really know how to navigate that, all right? It might just be a box they think they need to tick. They get distracted by having grades, exams, and all that. There is an opportunity cost to being at university. Let me just make that clear, all right? It's not going to be the end of the world if you could have spent that time doing other stuff. I've seen it take away a lot of people from what would be otherwise creative, more creative, productive uses of their time. Now, again, if you're there for a party, or you're there, you like the environment, 
you like the degree, no problem. No problem. Enjoy it, make the most of it. But there's a lot of people, in fact, probably the most entrepreneurial people, it suits them way less. So I like that they actually force them. <laughs> I like that they actually force them to quit because it sends a very clear message. And Teal is not afraid to be contrarian as we've, as we've seen. And he's not saying everyone needs to quit. He's saying these people, no way, you know, no way. All right, give it a year. Work on an idea for a year. Go back to it after. Now, the other thing, the other thing that's great about this is that what a lot of entrepreneurial people lack or people who are at university college, uh, but they don't know what else they should be doing, or it feels like a bit of a jump. They don't want to jump off the ship into the water. They want another ship to come up that they could jump onto, if that makes sense. People don't want to be like doing nothing with themselves. That's fearful. But what I like about this, it creates momentum, excitement, incentive, and financial breathing room around it. So instead of like quitting and starting your own idea, it's you're in a group of people, part of an alumni, an exciting group of people doing it. And you're going to tap into those people and you get the funds to pursue it as well, which fills another, another big gap. So to me, it's pretty perfect because instead of like jumping out, doing something cold, it's, it's, it's quite the opposite. It's, it's like really exciting. That ship is just like cannoning past. You want to be jumping onto that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that is the advantage of looking beyond for solutions because if you can tap into networks and groups of people, it's going to make it a lot easier. Um, and it makes having ideas feel special, I think, too, instead of it being weird to think differently, just even a lot of these ideas that they've pursued. But when you're in an environment of people pursuing ideas, it's way different. When you're just with your old friends or the people at university, it, it's, you're pushing against the culture way more to go do something self-directed. So there's so many forces that are keeping you away from doing something quite innovative that are actually reversed, that becomes exciting. It has a pull factor with something like the Teal Fellowship. There are probably, what I have here, probably, yeah, I think there's probably four other things, I, four or five other things I really love about this. And again, feel free to jump in on any of these, Luke. I like that it's small and niche. It's 20, I think it's 20 people every year. Right? I'm sure he could afford to do more, but it's not. And why I like that is depth is prioritized over breadth, which I think I've been a powerful lesson for constant student, to be honest, too. Like high touch is really everything in education. High touch, I mean, like it's quite full on. Like you want to be talking to someone, seeing, because when I'm talking to someone, I can see what their false beliefs are. I can see their idea, what they need next, who I know that they need to be introduced to, stuff like that. Like it's more high touch. Low touch is like you pay for my online course or you listen to the podcast and that's it, all right? People can get value from the podcast, but I don't know what they're going through. And they're not talking to anyone um, about their challenges or no one's telling them this is what you could be doing or this is who you should talk to. That is, so really quality education has to be higher touch, which means it can't be like something you designed for 10,000, 500,000 people, really. Yeah. It's got a quality high touch element in it. So there's trade-offs to both sides of- There's trade-offs the coin in the sense that you, it needs to be scalable, yep. but at the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you're working on a scales. But what I would say is I think scalability comes from alternative education solutions. That is things like Till Fellowship or perhaps Constant Student, things like that. The scalability probably comes from two things, enabling the enablers and, and yeah, and leadership, sending it, so holding up an example of what can be done. So I like the Till Fellowship is a very, I've never, I'll never get it, 
but it's a very like reaffirming thing for someone who wants to start a constant student like thing. And also creates people in society who, you know, it helps accelerate ideas of these people in society that do it. So, you know, the second thing I love about it is that it's effective. So some of the alumni, the founder of a platform called Figma, a software tool called Figma, all right? And he's Dylan Field, that's right, 2012. And, you know, for example, so this is why I say it's scalable. Figma is a graphic design kind of software, right? I'm using it at the moment to make an animated bloody video, right? There's no way I could have made this otherwise. It's like Canva, but more specialized to yeah, designing apps and, and things like that. That has a major impact on what people can build. So in a way, it actually helps with the education thing too, because it actually helps people build things. It's an indirect benefit of the Till Fellowship. Another um, notable alumni is Vitalik Buterin. Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Ethereum, paid Ethereum. Yeah, so like very important for the progression of blockchain technology and cryptocurrency, right? And that has a big impact on, if you think about it, circles back to education too, because obviously society, surprise, surprise, everything's bloody linked. And so this impacts our way of life, our way of doing business, collaborating, paying people internationally, having secure, you know, income that's not as easily regulated by government, right? Protection from central banks meddling. This changes the whole reality of the world you live in shapes the actual world so that impacts it's obviously going to impact education too so there's a real power that comes from helping to accelerate innovation as a focus of education but also in terms of it being effective the paradox is it kind of overcomes taleb's lecturing birds how to fly principle if you remember that yeah name obviously because what often happens is with lecturing birds how to fly you get already able people you take them through your system you haven't really improved them much at all. And then they just go out and they manage to succeed in something. So say they manage to get jobs in law. They go, look, university's great. Or look, my course is great. But it's, it's a mistake of, you know, it's a mistake of um, judgment. Whereas I think things like this, they're not claiming to turn people into incredible human beings, um, incredible entrepreneurs just given them the resources to do what they have it's their 